In a world where all the movies are about superheroes, two friends team up to talk about movies from a simpler time, a time before iPhones. They'll search for deeper meaning, mock things they don't like, and of course, there will be spoilers. Please join Terrence McHenry and Hollis Lazzarini as they get real nostalgic. Hi. <laughs> Hi, everybody. How's it going? Hey, everybody. That was awkward. I know. <laughs> We're back. We are back. Yeah, feel good. How's things with you, Hollis? Good, good. Yeah. yeah. Trying to um, get back into a good schedule and routine. Mm-hmm. It's all about time management. No doubt, no doubt. It's always been kind of a thing. No doubt. For me. <laughs> but, but I did make the time okay. to watch mm-hmm. your pick. Which was The Wiz, nineteen seventy eight. Nice. That movie is it's it's. I loved it. I always it's always been kind of one of my favorites. My mom and I saw that one together in the theaters. I never got to see it on Broadway. I think that would have been awesome. But I've always loved it. It's just one of those ones that have been near and dear to my heart, and I own it. And every once in a while, I just break it out and I watch it, and I love singing with it, and I love the cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, young Michael, his voice was so strong. And, so good. And, of course, Diana Ross. Michael was 20 during this one. Diana Ross, 34 during this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Diana Ross's voice, still very strong. And I love the songs. I love just everything about this movie. So so did you see The Wizard of Oz first? Yes. Or did you see The Wiz? Okay, I you, saw The Wizard of Oz first. Did did you remember The Wizard of Oz going into The Wiz? Like, or was it kind of like something you saw when you were really little and it's like, yeah, I've seen that and remember a couple things, but maybe The Wiz left a bigger impression? I don't I don't know that it, it was ever even that much of a thought process mm-hmm. to it. You know what I mean? I think I was just so little that yeah. it was just two movies or two variations of the same movie, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't really think that at that age that I correlated that this was a, a black cast and this was right. a, a white cast. Like I didn't, I didn't really see, I don't see people like that even to this day. It's yeah. not how I view people. Like my friends are my friends and they're just people. It's not about their color. And so I don't think that at that age, I think I was too innocent to notice that kind of distinction. Oh, wait, wait. For all those following along, how old was little Terrence? <laughs> uh, 78, I was six. Yeah. Yeah. So I was very young. And so I think I was at an age where, like I said, that wasn't a factor to me. It still isn't to this day. And I, I thank God that my mom put that into me because I still don't view people like that. I don't, whether you're male or female, white, black, whatever race, like however you choose to identify if you're my friend you're my friend and i'm with you that's just yeah. it for me you know what i mean like yeah. i love everybody and well we have more friends because of it too of, of course and, and meet way more interesting people because of it no you doubt know? no doubt so a couple things about the wiz mm-hmm. directed by sidley lumet based on the wizard of oz mm-hmm. and william f brown's musical the wiz okay. as you mentioned yes and the screenplay was by joel schumacher mm-hmm the budget was pretty high on this one. To the costumes. Yeah, like, which are my favorite. Yeah. Um, $24 million, Okay. And the U.S. gross was 21 So this is technically... A loser. Yeah, it's a box office failure. Took an L on that yep. one. 
And Diana Ross wasn't the first choice. She actually lobbied to be in this film. Wow. Some people say it was probably one of the most inspired moves to win a role they've ever seen. She wanted it so bad. Wow, okay. And I, there was one rumor that said she basically promised that if they cast her, she would get Michael Jackson to play the Scarecrow. Wow. People were nervous because she was 34. Mm -hmm. And originally, Dorothy, for even this script, was 14. Okay. And that's why they bumped her age up to 24 Okay. Uh, for Dorothy and kind of changed some of the schematics of what she's dealing with in her life at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, what was cool about this movie was the only crossover from Broadway to the movie was Ted Ross, who played the lion. Yeah. And at the time, Michael Jackson was actually dating Stephanie Mills, who was Dorothy in the Broadway version. Right of the whiz and so there's a lot of like six degrees of separation i see michael as that person that was like working with stephanie mills like because this this is a movie that has dancing singing and it's from all of their characters right and so i see michael even though i have no proof or no i could see him if they're together him working with her and he, he was a choreographer he was a dancer himself and at 20 he was an awesome dancer. It was when he was so young and still agile and had all these moves and stuff like that. And it tripped me out watching this movie. For this film, he actually watched videotapes of gazelles, cheetahs, and panthers wow. in order to learn those graceful movements. Crazy. And I started thinking about it. And so like, this is 78, right? And I'm like, yeah. I wonder if because of all this, like, you know, one thing leads to another and builds upon itself. Like, is was this the starting point of the moonwalk mm. in the scene when they when they find the yellow brick road and mm. the way he could contort his leg and his body was so fluid. It was yeah. like watching water move. I was super impressed by his role yeah. in, in his his character as Scarecrow and the first scene where he's there and he's up on the on the, the thing that holds the Scarecrow up and all the crows mm -hmm. are around him talking shit about how delicious the corn is all in front of Michael or excuse me, the the scarecrow who who's supposed to scare them away and get them out of there. And they're just his downers They're They they got control over his over his mind, although he's got his own means of thought and his own process. They have more control over him than I think he'd like. And he wants to get down off of the pole. Right. But they won't help him, you know, and then along comes Dorothy. And I actually love this scene because she's from New York, but it seems so country the way she was. And that's just, I guess, my perspective of okay. it. Because she goes in and she's like, I'll help you. Mm -hmm. And the crows are around. And they're like, what? What? And, and they're like kind of around her and she goes rushing in and you know kind of scares him off and she's like go about your business <laughs> <laughs> and it cracked me up it really did just the way she said go about your business but I, I actually went too far because i love the you can't win part the song the, the song, song. You can't win. like that's mm -hmm. i think one of my favorite songs although i love the beginning song where um dorothy's grandmother or is it is her aunt. aunt excuse mm -hmm. me uh, her aunt m excuse me is singing to the family and mm. it's just such a beautiful scene and and a rarity that you know the tradition that they picked to open the film is thanksgiving yeah it's always christmas mm -hmm. and i actually really liked that yeah. and i loved seeing the full table and it just yeah. brought back a lot of memories of yes. like you know being a kid and having that full table with your family mm -hmm. and just some of that awkwardness and some yeah. of that like you know poking fun and For sure and all of that and i have to say that the 
the first like thing that kind of cracked me up in this movie was when after dinner and then she's gonna you know do the dishes and take the trash out and Toto bails yeah and when he bails out he goes down this enclosed staircase mm-hmm. that has a fully open door at the end in the middle of a snowstorm. And I was like, <laughs> wait, nobody closes the door? Like, Toto's just like, peace, out. Out, let me run up into this. In The Wizard of Oz, what was it that got Dorothy outside? She didn't go outside, actually. She um, Oh, she was in bed, wasn't she, she? She ran into the house, and I believe the rest of the family runs into the cellar. Oh, okay. And the house gets picked up by the tornado. Yes, yes, you're right. Unlike The Wizard of Oz, it felt like Linda is orchestrating this because yes. she sees Dorothy and then she makes the tornado and the tornado's in her hand. Yes. And she's like in the stars or in yeah. the sky. And then that's, it's like she sends that to mm-hmm. Dorothy. I saw this when I was probably, oh gosh, I want to say six, okay. seven, something like that, when Dorothy first lands in Oz and all of the, they call them, well, they're the munchkins, but they call themselves also the uncurt. Now they're the uncursed. Yeah. But when they, they're graffiti and they peel themselves off the wall. Yeah. Scared the crap out of me really? when I was little. Yeah, because I didn't understand. Okay. I didn't understand, like, why are there people, like, coming out of the walls? Mm-hmm. And then because everything's so dark, this movie aesthetically yeah. is very low lit. And in the absence of light, when you have something unknown coming at you, you know, I was just like, it was like really scary. Okay. It doesn't really lighten up until Mrs. One. Yes. When she appears and then we're dancing and we're singing and we're cool. Everything's fine. Yeah. I I totally remember feeling, I was like, oh, this is that creepy part. And then I'm watching. I'm like, oh, wait, they're not. They're just, they're just happy to be off the wall. And the, (laughs) the reason why they were on the wall is they were caught doing graffiti. Right. And that was their curse. And now they were the uncursed because Dorothy killed the witch. Yeah. Yeah, by flying into Oz. I feel like they just keep throwing Dorothy into these really dark, kind of scary places. Mm -hmm. And it's like, figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. And and so, like, right after, like, they're like, okay, cool, go see the Wiz. Mm -hmm. You know, good luck with that. Oh, you want to go home? Well, he's the only one that's got your answer. Bye. (laughs) And then she's, like, in this abandoned building. And there's some creepy dude who yeah. comes out with the tray yeah. and he seems really sinister. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And, yeah. and she's like, almost like she's like crying and she's in the shadows. And yeah. it was like, this is sad. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening yeah. to Dorothy? Yeah, it's hardcore stuff. Until yeah. she meets the scarecrow. Yep. And that's, again, my favorite, the fight, my favorite song of the, the whole film. I, mean, I love all the songs in it. I really do. But it's my favorite one, and it was the You Can't Win, because mm-hmm. it's the Crow's Anthem. And that's what they want him, like, he, he pulls out all these pieces of paper all the time, and it's like he's maybe stuffed with, like, fortunes from, like, a, a fortune cookie or something like that. He pulls out all these things in their quotes and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and... Uh, the and they're crows always tell relevant to the moment. They are always very relevant to the moment. The crows tell them not to read that stuff. They shouldn't be doing that. And that it, nothing good would come from him getting down off of the, the pole. None of that. So they were just holding him down so they could eat the corn and and he could do nothing about it. And they could just be jerks. And they, they outnumbered him. They did. And so, but he wanted nothing more than to get down and walk around in his garden. And that was all he wanted to do. As he was up there, and I'm, they had 
the costumes. Dude, I'm they, probably going to be talking about them the whole time. Like, his costume, I totally see why you want to do that for yeah. Halloween. It is amazing. I, I told you. Like, it's, it's isn't it? so good. Yeah. Even this, even the Tin Man's costume. Every costume, yeah. no, every costume yeah. is. And the fabulous. lion is ridiculous, but then yeah, all the characters in the in the sweat house, like those yeah. those costumes were They're, just ridiculous. I like, I would wager a good. I I should have looked up the chunk if they would have broken it down mm-hmm. for the art department for yeah. the set design and costumes in this film. Yeah, that had to be a huge portion a chunk of money for sure. Of the money because it's really good. Yeah. So at that point, once she gets him free and he kind of gets his legs under him, mm-hmm. that's when we, we start to see. I loved that, that it was like the broken piece of the road yep. and you just see a few bricks and yes. then it spans open and it's really expansive in yeah. this way. Like it, it's the first time I felt that feeling of like, OK, cool. Like there's some some kind of light to there's move a, toward there's a path and we can get Dorothy journey. out of the shadows yeah. and the scary places yeah. and maybe start to make some movement mm-hmm. and we then get to the area where they meet the tin man mm-hmm. and i think he's hilarious yeah he's awesome uh nipsey russell his costume was absolutely perfect and he played the role perfectly and it was it was just a funny He's got the backup Scene. singers that yeah. are statues on the backdrop right there, yeah. and they're like totally embedded into the set. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, it's it's just a really cool scene, and you know they get him going. And there was a little bit of like wordplay when he's his song about oil. Yeah, little little bit. Yep, yep. Kind of playing around a little bit. Yeah, got him crying, and he got all rusty again. So they yep. had to oil him up, but it was a part of that journey, and they they're they're getting their crew together. And they're easing on down the road. Easing on down the road. And yeah, they're they're making moves. And then they come across the lion. And it's the, the tin man that notices him first. Because the lion's eyes are following <laughs> them as they're easing on down the road. I'm going to keep using that, just so you know. Like, easing on down the road? Easing on down the road. I'm going to okay. try to say it like a lot. Is that that's going to be your thing for this podcast? <laughs> Uh, and so the Tin Man notices him, and Michael's like, "No way! Like, come on, it's a statue!" And he kind of uses something to like poke it at first, and he doesn't do anything at first, and then all of a sudden he jumps out and jumps bad, and he's trying to be this tough guy, and he's totally not, you know. And he's, as revealed by Toto, yes, the, like one of the smallest breeds of dog, which runs up and bites him in the foot, On the and he's toe. just. He's just done. He he's done for. He's just on the ground. <laughs> he's crying. He's so upset. He just, uh, he can't even. Uh-huh. And they all immediately, as soon as they see this, they're like, oh, you're and, not scary. No, and that's when he admits that he's ICBK. Is that right? It is. Incapable of, of being, being king. Yes. And so he comes to New York City to be a statue in front of like the Justice Building or something like that. Like, how does that work? But I love his costume, too. Like His costume is freaking fantastic. Oh, what was your take on the taxi cabs? I don't know. What the heck is that about? I think it was just another adversity. You know what I mean? Like, that it wasn't going to be that easy for her to just get to the yellow brick road. Like, and I think it was just like any other thing that came along, like the dude with the tray and... You know, yeah. Wait, isn't that who we meet after? Because they, at that point, they just jump on the taxis. They don't even try and get them. Yeah. And they, and then they, they keep moving along the yellow brick road. Mm-hmm. I think that's when they get to the 
parking garage or mm. it seemed like a parking garage to me it's not it's a um it's where the yellow brick road gets it's kind of all over the place yeah and they're in like a subway ish type yeah. of place yeah, yeah and he's after them and then he grows those puppets yeah, yeah those like accordion type yeah puppets. and yeah. they just keep getting bigger and then all of them are freaking out and then the trash cans are also the, trash the cans. smaller trash cans in the areas where they're running those come alive and they're kind of chasing after them. You know what I love about this scene is they each have their own thing of peril, but again, mm-hmm. it's a real thing that they that they did when the um when the support beams break away yeah. fr- and they start wobbling around. Yeah. The the detail even in that. Yeah. And I just was watching it and was like, see, this would be easier to play. Diana Ross doesn't have to stretch outside of her imagination right yeah. now. They are literally encircling her. For sure. And you got to give Diana Ross so much credit in this movie. Oh, yeah. Because she was getting it in those heels, like full on running. Like, mm-hmm. I was super impressed you by that. Be. But then I look at people like Beyonce and them and they're full on performers and they're out there singing and dancing in like eight inch stilettos like but diana ross was on full sprints at point in those heels she was getting it so you got to give her a lot of credit 34 or not paying playing a 24 year old like she was out there and she was in great shape obviously oh yeah She's it was up. not lost on me. Oh, yeah. I've run in heels. <laughs> and if you think that's easy, you should go try that. <laughs> like, full, the first time you put them on, just try to run. Oh, uh, I'm going to. No, uh, first don't of do all, that. I, I'm going to pass on the heels altogether. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sure they make a size 13 in heels. They do. Yeah. I'm not going to wear them. Hmm. Um, so, running in heels, nah. And so, I love that scene, too. And um, she finally makes it to an area where they're in these, like, bigger like trash receptacles that haven't come alive and tried to eat them or incapacitate them or whatever yeah. all these things that we're trying to do and they kind of all congregate there first uh dorothy is there and then uh mike comes along and she sh- whistles him over and then the tin man comes along and then the lion comes along and then everything converges on them at that point mm-hmm. and yeah and then it moves on from there to they get out and then they end up walking by and, and we see the poppy girls. Yes. And so that's and that's when she lands and the lion lands. Right. In the because he's just totally drawn in by it. And he's <clears throat> like, yeah, let's go check that out. Yeah. Look at all the singing, dancing ladies in yeah, bikinis. Yeah. yeah What's he, this poppy business? He takes her with her and and Mike or excuse me, the scarecrow. I just want to be like Michael. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the scarecrow figures it out. He's like. He's like, it's like a setup. Mm-hmm. Like he's he knew it right away, but they were so enamored and so already drawn in, there was no stopping them. Right, and they they pretty much get blasted with the glitter poppy, mm-hmm. like immediately. Yes, and then they're intoxicated yes. or sedated or whatever. Yes, and they don't think you know the scarecrow and the Tin Man finally get to them on the roof and they're like oh my gosh they're dead and mm-hmm. there's anything they're feeling all bad and the tin man mm-hmm. just starts bawling his eyes out yeah so why didn't it affect I was, I was just trying to think about that why didn't didn't that area affect the tin man and the scarecrow maybe because the scarecrow is a stuffed I mean, maybe and the tin man was a metal thing so maybe those were things that didn't affect them where dorothy and the lion were obviously like organic, organic. Yeah. you know yeah 
beings. Or, it makes sense. You know, so yeah, okay, that makes sense. And Toto was passed out too. That's right. So all the organic beings mm-hmm. were the ones that were affected by it, but it was the tears of the Tin Man that brought them back to yeah. their senses. Are they on the hook for the monkey now? Like, are they heroin junkies yet? Maybe. Like, have, does it take but over? But it's that like fast? it's like it's like they don't even have withdrawal. <laughs> you know, they're like they're not you know in a corner. No. Jones in no, not nothing. At all. They just kind of like oh, I'm awake now. Right mm-hmm. Maybe the Tin Man's tears are magic. Ah. It was like some kind of methadone. Nice. <laughs> Instant methadone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they get out of that situation. And that's when they finally make it to Emerald City. Mm-hmm. My favorite sequence All is the 100% yeah. the Emerald City sequence because I wrote this down. Okay. The scenes filmed in the Emerald City, there was 650 dancers. Wow. 385 crew members and 1,200 costumes. Wow. Their costumes were awesome. So too. good. So awesome. And I, at first I was like, maybe it's not like they actually like had these particular colors maybe it was like a neutral color that they could shine lights on to make them like that but no no they were not nope they costume changed every time there was total issues on this shoot it was super cold they had Mm. dancers walk off because it was going too long they had to cut it short they had really high-end high fashion designers like oscar de la renta Mm. designed a bunch of the costumes for this i just love all of the dancing and the the costume changes mm-hmm. it was so flashy but again it was something about like that was low lit mm-hmm. and so it was another moment which were not many in this film where the colors really came through yeah especially the gold for yes. me when they get to gold it's so bright yeah. and glittery and yeah. just watching the people dance in those beautiful mm-hmm. outfits mm-hmm. it was my favorite dance sequence for sure mm-hmm. and, and it's our introduction to the whiz it's our introduction to the whiz and you first you just hear him as he shouts out the different colors kind of being a jerk yeah uh, but he he was also poetic with it it wasn't like it was just That's like true. red you know it was like a saying that came along with it. it was something that you know last week you thought green was mean but you know it was just i don't know that he was being a jerk i think he was just being what he felt like people would feel the whiz would be and you learn why he is, yeah. he's, you know, why he's the way he is, because he's afraid of being killed by the other witches because he's not a witch. He's just a human and mm-hmm. he has no powers at all, but he's got to portray this grandiose, this omnipotent, you know, being so that they stay away from him and it's it's working you know and i wonder how he gets all this stuff though like he couldn't (laughs) become you know an alderman he couldn't become a dog catcher but he had all this stuff to build this wizard or the whiz that was pretty cool shit like with pyrotechnics and fire and well yeah all that so our little ragtag crew who does not fit in this high fashion realm of the emerald city they kind of you know maneuver over this way yeah and it is the whiz who notices her silver slippers yes and he's and he invites her up bring bring me the one with the silver slippers and and so they come up and i love how she holds fast and yeah he just wants her to come up and and she won't go up there without him they've made this journey and she's 
you know, basically talked them into coming with her on this journey, all for their own needs, too. You know, the Scarecrow wants a brain, the Tin Man wants a heart, the Lion wants courage, and Dorothy wants to go home with Toto. And so... And it's a big ask for her because she's basically, you know, forfeiting her perceived one chance to get home because yep. it would be wrong yeah. to, to do that to her friend. Because she's got integrity and, yeah. you know, these people have really helped her through this journey. Like, I, they, she, they don't really say it at this point, but I think it's at that point that she realizes that all of them had all of these things not quite yet. Not quite yet? Not quite no, yet. Okay. No, she doesn't quite but see it then, but she knows... She knows that she won't go up there without them. Exactly. That, that they've all made this journey to get these things. And they're to stronger together, yeah. right? And, I mean, yes, she she starts alone. I mean, she has Toto, but mm-hmm. still. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they're stronger together. Yeah. And they're also bonded. And mm-hmm. yeah, I liked that too. Because yeah. just for a second, you're like, oh, shoot, she's going to go up the elevator? Yeah. And then, no. No, it, she's like, nah, I'm not going up there yeah. without my friends. And he's like, no riffraff. No riffraff. And she's like, no, they're my friends. They're not riffraff. Like, they made this journey, and we came here, and we we need to talk to you about what we want. Yeah. And you seem to be the only one that can help us. So. And he's, he's like you said, with the pyrotechnics and the flashiness, and he's uh, very intimidating, mm-hmm. scary even. Mm-hmm. And another side note, According to Diana Ross mm-hmm. in her autobiography, okay. she was temporarily blinded by the laser light shot out of the giant whiz head. Really? Mm-hmm. She couldn't see for two days. Wow. And we, we keep talking about these types of things. Like there's like crazy little injuries. Mm-hmm. And so when they tell the whiz why they're there, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, cool. I'll do that for you, but you're going to have to do something for me. Yeah. You're going to have to go kill Eveline. Eveline, yes. The Wicked Witch of the West. Yes. And it's interesting because this adaptation of The Wizard of Oz, this is the first time until Wicked that the witches were named. Oh, okay. So there was Eveline and there's Evermean. Evermean was the Wicked Witch of the East who Dorothy kills initially. Right away, yes. And then Eveline Mm -hmm. is the Wicked Witch of the East. Yeah. Yes. And so he's like, you got to, you have to kill her. Yeah. And then we can talk. Yeah. And to in order to get there, we have to go into the sewer. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty clean sewer, though, when you yeah. see them moving through it. It's not that bad. And this, yeah. our, this is our introduction to the Wicked Witch of the West. Yes. And she her throne is a toilet. I don't know if you noticed that. I did. Yeah. She has people working. And it's like a seamstress place. That's yeah, what sweatshop. it seems like. They're, they're sewing. And so it's a sweatshop. And they're just in there working away. And her first... Thing that she kind of barks out is that she's taking away breaks. There's going to be no lunches or no breaks or something like that. And they're like, we haven't had a break like, in like six days. Yeah. That's when her don't nobody bring me no bad news. Like, right. I, I, I love that scene, too. And they're in there working and getting it and dancing and doing their thing in this sweatshop. And that's when she sends out the, the flying monkeys. Right. Which... And, even or, again, yeah. those costumes, like, oh my gosh, I was kind of trying to look at them and figure it out, like, because there was a person in it, but it was a moving kind of self-propelled, but their position was almost like they were holding the wheel, right? Like their, I don't, I don't know. It was just these costumes. I, I know. I, I'm, wow. I would love one of them. Like if I, 
They're really I mean, great. obviously, I'm a lot bigger than Michael, so I couldn't wear the scarecrow yeah. costume, you know. But even, like, the hairpiece for Michael's um, costume, mm-hmm. with just the detail of the different types of, like, weeds kind of popping out yeah. of the of the, of the the hairpiece, I was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, and you know what his nose looked like to me? It was a Reese's yes. Pieces pack, Yeah, right? it's like yeah. a little wrapper. Yeah. I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> so resourceful. I yeah. just... Yeah, they head off. And that's, again, you got Dorothy out there getting it in them heels, running from the... Oh, yeah. The, and she's the, really got to book it because they've got motorized vehicles. Yeah. And so she's out there getting it in them heels through those tunnels and, and everything, trying to get away from the stinky flying monkeys. To no avail. Evelyn, to no avail. You're not going to win this You're time. You're not going to win. You're going to have to go see this crazy... Toilet sitting witch, <laughs> witch it was running a sweatshop. <laughs> it's got it's happening. It, it There's is. nothing you can do about it. And she's pissed, and she don't want no bad news. None. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know. And all the witch wants is those silver slippers. That's it. It's and not really a big deal, right? No, I mean, she's pissed that Dorothy killed her sister. So she says. She just wants the slippers. Let's like, be real. But I'll let it go if you give me those slippers. Exactly. It's and like that's when we get to the real of the of like. Oh, there's the heart of the truth. Uh-huh. No. You just want this. Like, you're just mad that those didn't get handed down to you from your great great grand uh, or whatever it was. And I love how Dorothy was like, Well, I can't can't give them to you now, but I'll mail them to you. (laughs) (laughs) And I believed her. Like, I think she would have sent them. Sure. (laughs) You know, it's quite possible. The postage on that, getting a package from Harlem to Oz might be a little tricky. But. Hey. But hey, the post office, you know, hail, sleet, rain, snow. Interdimensional travel. <laughs> it's all about it. They they leave that part off in the commercial. Oh, I see. It's a part of it, I promise. It's the it's like the secret menu. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. Uh so they end up back in the in the sweatshop mm-hmm. and we've got you know, the scarecrow is under a, a like a like a table saw. Yes. And the Tin Man is in a, a like metal a crusher, yeah. yeah, press. And then mm-hmm. they've got the lion strung, strung up, up by his tail. tail. <laughs> she basically says, you know, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, don't worry about it, Dorothy. And so yeah. Scarecrow gets sawed in half. He's like, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. I made a paper. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's good. It's fine. And Tin Man's like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, uh, it's I, fine. I don't feel any he pain. Gets, flattened into a piece of paper essentially mm-hmm. and the lion what did they what did they start doing to him they uh pulled him up and so he wasn't strung up yet that's right and so they had his tail tied and they yanked him up and he was held up by his tail only but he's strong but he's and he's strong. he's telling her to be strong yes and she loses it when they've got toto they got toto and she's like do you want ketchup or mustard with your hot Dog. And she's mean. And she, yeah, she's mean. She earned her name. That's when the scarecrow notices the, the fire, alarm. fire alarm and he notions to her to pull it. And so Dorothy at this point says, Okay, I'll give you the shoes. And so she kind of sits on her butt and she's kind of pretending to kind of fumble with her shoes and then reaches for the fire alarm and yanks it and that's when you find out that although you already knew this that the eveline or the evil witch at this point of whether it's the wizard of oz or the Wiz, does not like water she's allergic to it and it flushes her down like melts her and flushes her down her own toilet throne 
And it breaks the spell and of all of the workers. Of all the workers, and it kills all. It takes off all the the costumes and and all of the um, sewing machines. Yeah, like every single melt. thing that was there, melts. that was part of their enslavement in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they. It doesn't seem like they ever get to leave this room. No. And yeah. and they when they're zipping off the costumes and they're catching fire. And then yeah, and then all of a sudden there's this you know another really cool dance scene in their bikinis like women in like a bikini and dudes in like banana hammock yep and they're I, just i wondered what that room smelled like <laughs> 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 i mean they are dancing around and sweating their ass off in there like i really wonder what that room smelled like uh, <laughs> i'm cool with the mystery um <laughs> but they're free and 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 it and it feels good and and now it's like Dorothy's like the curse breaker. I mean, she's mm-hmm. breaking curses all over the place. She really is. But it doesn't inflate her ego. No, nope. she still stays pretty humble. Yep. And they go back to the Wiz and they go in the back door this time. Yeah, kinda... I, I love how the lion says to her, "Well, I don't think the killers of Eveline should have to use the back door." I like that too. I loved that part. Yeah. Like I just loved his his almost. Roy, like he was, he's a king, yeah, you know, and so it was like the royalness of him was coming out in that moment. Yeah, like where's the parade? We just killed yeah. the evil, yeah. and like there's no huge trumpets blaring yeah, like, and like parades and rugs rolled door. out for me. Like, what's this? But they said that it was uh, Miss One that told them that it was a shortcut. I think Miss One knew that the Wiz was not anything special because they kind of snuck up on him. He wasn't ready for them. Yeah. If they would have gone to the front, they would have had to go through a process to get up to him. And within that time frame, he can get into his character and be the whiz. But they went through the back door and he wasn't prepared for them. He realizes that they're coming. So he just tries to hide under the blanket on his bed. There's not a very good job of hiding because you can just tell that there's a person underneath the sheet there. You know, but. To me, it looked like the whole whiz apparatus was broken. It was a part, but I think there were more pieces. I think that, I don't know. It just, it seemed weird to me because it seemed like he'd already just completely abandoned this. Like, he, I don't think he thought they were going to make it. Probably, I think that they yeah. were good. He sent them there. Not that he wanted them to die, but that he sent them there and his figuring was that they wouldn't make it. He right. Would, and he, and they call him out on that too. Yeah. And it's like, it is a pretty sleazeball thing that you just did. Yeah. And you can't even help us. Right. Thanks. Like, you made us go do this for nothing. I really, really do love Richard Pryor mm-hmm. as an actor. His characters, he, he plays it perfectly. He's, he's great. He's lonely. He, he doesn't want to be there. He's the same, the same tornado thingy that got Dorothy, I think, got him. But well, like, he didn't do, he didn't do the right thing. No, you know, he like, did not. And that's why I think he was there as long as he was or, you know, but he just he I think he happened to land in the right place at the right time that was advantageous for him, you know, to become the whiz because they like he said, they'd never seen a hot air balloon mm-hmm. like he had. And so Dorothy landed in a more like I think kind of lack of better way to say it. She landed in the hood and had to work her way through to get to Emerald City and be able to get to the Wiz and mm-hmm. and see him. So I think his journey to the Wizard of Oz was, was a little more direct than hers. But maybe that was because of the hot air balloon where she was 
just a person flying in the yeah she didn't even get hurt busting through the electronic metal oz sign like she just comes out unscathed lands in the sandbox oh (laughs) brush yourself off yeah and everything's good it's at this it's at that point though after their conversation that's when dorothy puts that all together Mm -hmm. and she's like wait a second you know what guys like we don't need him no because you are strong and you are smart and you do have heart and like yay us go team but then there's a realization that it's like okay but i don't have like a superpower to transport myself back to harlem and this is when glinda reappears yes she basically explains to dorothy that home has always been with her that just like her friends Mm -hmm. that it's always been there inside of them you just have to think about it and and you have to, yeah, you have to believe, you have to believe that you have these things. And, and it took, and she was like, it took you guys working together to, to see that you already had these things, that he already had a brain and, and look at how, like he was, he really was like yeah, this he came the up with every idea came up with every idea. And I love how he has, I, and I so mad that I didn't write it down, but he says, a, he makes a statement at one point. And Dorothy says to him, who said that? And he says, me. Like, it was me that said that. Like, all of his other ones were, you know, Confucius or... Shakespeare. Yeah, Shakespeare, whoever it was that he read at that point. Um, But she says, you know, you were the one that came up with all the ideas. Everything. Like, so he was actually so smart. And, you know, the the Tin Man had a heart the whole time. Like, he was just a, a beautiful being that really cared about all of them so much Mm -hmm. and obviously the lion would find his you know you'd see his cowardice show face but when it really came down to it his bravery came through and he for his friends he would have done anything and even when his tail when he was strung up by his tail and it's just a funny thing to look at and it made me wonder you know obviously it was like a harness or something like that but just how well those costumes were made to oh, where yeah. they could, you know, raise him up and have him strung up by his tail like that. And and so, and then she's like, and, you know, all you have to do is click your heel three times, just like in The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And you can, you you know, home is where you want to be. And she was like, you mean this whole time? All I had to do was <laughs> Well, if you did that right not... away, it wouldn't have been a movie, damn it. Yeah, like... you're like, wait, is that easy? That's crazy. You know what I thought was hilarious was when Glinda appears, she's kind of like they're like floating down. Yeah. And there's all these other little babies, like little little baby angels. Yes. You know, and they're in the back. Most of everybody is still except for one kid mm. who's just flapping their <laughs> arms. And it's so funny because from you can just imagine like. Yeah. I don't think anyone told this child to do it, but yeah. they're just thinking like, if I'm floating, yeah. you know, like, wouldn't I be doing yeah, this? Yeah, you know, totally. it's adorable. Yes. And, and she is getting it in this song. Like, Lena she, Horn? yes, she was really into it. And I loved it. Like, it's another, like I said, I love all the music from this movie. Yeah. And even like, I watched it a bunch of times before I passed the movie off to you before I went down to San Diego. Mm -hmm. And it inspired me, and I I downloaded some of these songs. Oh, nice. You know, and I found a few of them, and now they're a part of my my mixture. And every once in a while, you know, the You Can't Win will come on, or, you know, one of the other songs. I even did that with the movie The Blues Brothers. Oh, cool. And what I couldn't find, which bummed me out with The Blues Brothers, was 
Shake Your Tail Feather by by Ray Charles. And I keep finding like remixes of it mm-hmm. and stuff. It was just a tough one. But yeah, these movies bring out these songs that I love so much. And yeah, and yeah so I had to download them and make them a part of my life. And yeah. yeah. All adaptations of this in particular story. Mm-hmm. I love The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I really love Wicked. Mm. But cinematically, I think that The Wizard of Oz is still going to reign superior for me. And the reason in The Wizard of Oz, the Wicked Witch is a prominent factor visually, thematically, plot wise through the whole film. In The Wiz, she's like a side note. Like she just it was like, oh, by the by, they mention her. You don't see her until the last like part of the movie. Mm. And for me. But in it the Wizard didn't. of Oz, is there a? There's not a Miss One. I think Miss no. One was like an added she type was. of witch. Yeah, you know no, I mean? there's there there's lots of differences, yeah. but I feel like if there's going to be like, who's the villain? Is it the Wiz mm-hmm. or is it the Wicked Witch? And it and it's it's not in the Wiz. It doesn't really feel like that. It actually mm-hmm. feels like instead of having this antagonist. And you know that it's really their own thing that they're having to move past, mm-hmm. but cinematically like it was nice to have that visual like the wicked witch is popping up and she's screwing with them the whole time right like she's just like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go over here and like get you to throw these apples at you and i'm gonna scare you along the way and i'm gonna (laughs) scoot you know scoot you over to the poppy field and i'm gonna send the monkeys like she's constantly there Mm -hmm. it's probably my biggest critique of the film okay but that is doing a straight comparison I don't think that that is what they want viewers to take from this. I think they want they wanted to make a film that it's like, yes, you're going to see these shades and these similarities in the plot and in the characters and all of that. But it's not the same thing. Yeah. And even the setting, you know, that was the other thing that from an imaginative standpoint, it's like she goes from the city to the city. Mm -hmm. Whereas in The Wizard of Oz, we go from Kansas to a magical crazy land yeah so it's it's in that kind of stuff that i think especially for the ages i watched it in mm-hmm. that there is a there's something about the whiz in in it it's low lit those like those deconstructed areas yeah. like it has a darkness that i don't think was for kids okay for me yeah, yeah. you know which is funny because we just watched the never new story which is sad as yeah. all you know like so it's just interesting how they hit you different right yeah for sure but for me, the thing that just really, really stands out, it's the costumes. Yes. Holy crap. They so awesome. good. They are so awesome. Just and if to... any of you are just into that, like you should watch this movie for that alone. The costumes alone, for sure. And then the choreography and everything mm-hmm. else that comes along with it. And then the singing. And there's only a few musicals in my, my repertoire. Um, but this one, I think, is my number one musical. But yeah, great well, which, movie. Is there one character you identify with the most of the of the four? Obviously not Toto. Mm, yeah. I mean, I would want to be the Scarecrow, but I think it would probably be the Lion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would have to say it's probably the Lion. You know what I mean? I've always loved the Lion the most. Uh, I don't know why, because yeah. he's such, I think it's because it's like, you know, king of the jungle, but he acts like a little house cat. Yeah, for and sure. And it's just hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what it makes me think of when he's strung up by his tail. It's like somebody just strung up a house cat. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's messed up. But yeah, I would probably have to say the lion. Yeah. Yeah. My courage would come out at the right time, but I'm a big old scaredy cat. 
<laughs> what was that? <laughs> Sneaking up on us. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. Nice, nice. Well, that was a good pick, Terrence. Thank you so much. So uh, we didn't even ask. Like I was going to ask you earlier. I know. Like, Isn't it more fun to not yeah. know? <laughs> it totally <laughs> passed my mind. But I was like, going to tell you not to hit me with too many of these like <laughs> weird sci-fi movies all in, you know, too many in a row. But what? what what's... Oh, oh, Mr. Picks two <laughs> musicals in a row. Okay. Two really good musicals. Okay. Though. I'm just on. saying. Really good musicals. So what what are, what are we gonna watch this week? It's so fantastic. No, so fantastic. it's it's not. It's not gonna be like you know goblins and fairies. Not this time. Okay. We're gonna watch the Karate Kid. The Karate Kid. I love it, dude. Daniel Macchio is uh-huh. that his name? And Daniel San. Daniel San. Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. What was Johnny. his name? What was his name? Uh, his name is Pat um, Morita. Yes. Yes. So, so sweet. that's what it's going to be. Karate Kid. Yeah. I love it. Thank Me you guys too. for listening. Thank you guys. Tell your friends. Listen more. We appreciate it. We really do. Thank you so much, guys. Everybody have a good one. All right. Good night. Thank you again for downloading. We hope you liked it. Real Nostalgic is produced by Hollis Lazzarini with additional support from me, Terrence McHenry. Our logo was designed by Carissa Westfall. Please check out our website, realnostalgic.com. Like, share, subscribe, and write to us. We'd love to hear from you.